welcome to The Solutionist Show on All About Animals Radio. I'm your host, Billy Groom. And on this show, I chat with innovators, change makers, activists, actionists, rebels, revolutionists, and leaders in the animal welfare industry. And today I'm here with Cheryl Joyce of Pet Pardon, which is an app that relieves the pressure put on shelters and rescues and helps pet parents and advocates provide an easier way for them to be part of the solution. And that's what this is all about. So I'm so excited to introduce you to Cheryl Joyce. Cheryl, thank you for joining us today. Pleasure. Thanks for having me, Billy. So you and I, well, we go way back, relatively speaking, in the world of all the uh, animal welfare that we've both done. You've been involved in rescue for a while and you have your own rescue pets and you've always donated and been aware of what's going on out there. And then this led to you learning about this problem that's out there. So tell us about that. Yeah, the power of social media, I'll tell you. Um, yeah, as a young child, I used to rescue animals with my brother, um, animals new to kind of end up on our door stoop. And we had actually pretty good parents that um, kind of let us run with that to, to uh, you know, within reason. Um, <laughs> but, you know, the power of social media, um, you know, I discovered an incredible network of um, people on, on Instagram. Um, you know, obviously there's Facebook and Twitter as well, but I choose Instagram because I'm doing this myself. So I have to kind of focus on one channel. And um, basically there's a, a, a overpopulation of animals in shelters in the U.S. right now. My, my, I focus mainly on the U.S. right now. Um, because of the uh, the overpopulation. And so um, I discovered people sharing and networking uh, dogs and cats um, on on Instagram. And I, you know, I'm inquiring minds want to know and, and um, basically what was happening is that um, these these dogs and cats seem to have these deadlines for, for them to get out of the shelter. And so I re- started reaching out and following some rescue groups and um, said, you know, what, what is it that's, you know, what, what's happening? How can I help? And they said, you know, you, if you share the animal, obviously with your own networks, that will help get them seen. We have a thing seen and saved. And so uh, I got digging a little bit more into things. And so in the beginning, I, I, I was a networker. So what that means is I'm just helping them share, amplify their messages and helping them share the posts. And then I soon Which is realized, super helpful. It's a really yeah, good, yeah. there's a lot of people doing that and it, it does work, but it's, don't underestimate how much time and effort that is. It's a shit ton. It's incredible just to, for one dog to be safe, but it does work. But then absolutely. you move forward from there. Yes, absolutely. So um, people are already, are, were, were also um, pledging. And, and for those of you that don't right. know what pledging is, is that um, you see an animal um, it's very emotive. You want to help them all. But, you know, how can I help this animal of someone who's just you know, a person on Instagram? So people will indicate an amount of money in the comments normally and say, you know, hashtag five dollars. So what would happen is that if that dog got rescued or a cat got rescued, it's on that person's it's on an honor system. And so basically that um, you would be asked to to pay that amount of money if you pledge five dollars to the rescue group that saved the animal. So this is where my my app comes in. And so just to it, just to go back yeah. to the pledge. Sorry. 
So sure, that sorry. money that they're pledging, whether it's $5 or $100 or whatever it is, it's going to the adoption fee, the transport fee, the health of the animal, or do they know, or yeah. does it depend yeah. on the shelter or depend on? the so so the pledges will go to the rescue group because there's three outcomes for for an animal and of course sadly there's euthanization um privately adopted or um rescued and a lot of the dogs i'm finding and that we're sharing are deemed rescue only and we can get into that a little bit later as to why you know they're rescue only but if which means the they pledge... go to a registered rescue that is commonly foster based as opposed to going to a an independent adopter Exactly. And okay. so there, there's differences with that. And we can talk about that. Yeah, but sure. the pledge, the pledge goes to the rescue group. So when you when a person's pledging, you're incentivizing a rescue group to pull that dog. Um, pledging is just one part of the equation. Rescue groups, um, like you had just said, you know, go, uh, you know, are mostly foster based. They don't have bricks and mortar where they can take all the dogs in because people always say, you know, I wish I had 100 acres. I would just take all the dogs in my property. But most are foster based, meaning they have to rely on other people to to, you know, look after the dogs until they can get them adopted out. And so that money would go to vetting expenses, food, um, you name it, toys all kinds of things for the dog. So the pledging is very important. Um, but um, but there, there's an issue with with tracking the pledges. So with, um, with, you know, sharing is wonderful. But when you have a dog that's shared on, you know, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, um, how do you track the status of that dog? And how do you track those pledges? And that's what my app does. And that's where my, I, I've come in. I've, I'm addressing a problem. And, and that's, that's basically, um, you know, why, why I created the app. Um, and it's also to obviously, you know, to create awareness of the number of animals that are in shelters and that are being euthanized, perfectly healthy animals being euthanized. And to throw some stats out there, the American Society uh, for Prevention of Cruelty to Animals, um, their stats have been pretty constant over the past five years. Um, whereby, you know, 7.6 million uh, animals enter shelters and almost half are euthanized. So it's a, it's a, it's a problem. And, and to, you know, to be honest, I haven't seen it this bad um, since I've been, been doing this. Um, yes, yeah. some animals get out, but, you know, it's just, it's an, it's an epidemic. It's, it's horrible. And there's five it's also something that are... that's just more coming to the forefront, which is great. There's just more groups and more people and more yeah. recognition of it. A transparency is, you know, we, people are demanding to know these numbers and wanting to know what's going on and where their money's going, which again is where you come in and where, yeah. you know, how, you know, are they want to make sure that when they're pledging, it's going to, to where it animal. should be going. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Even if it goes to the vet or to transportation, yeah. it's going to help that animal and help the rescue help the animal. So your your let's talk about your app here because sure. it's it's an interesting development and solves an interesting helps to solve an interesting problem. What it really kind of does is just create it helps to create the solutions. It's a solution that helps to create the solutions, which is pledges. Yeah, exactly. Sense, right? and, and that's yeah. one issue. Like, I mean, rescues obviously need funds and it's another way for them to, um, you know, bring in some donations and much needed money to to continue to, you know, save animals and, and you know, get 
more animals out of shelters and, and, you know, continue their efforts. Um, okay. So, so let's talk yeah. about the app specifically, how it works, what it does. Sure. It's called Pet Pardon, right? That's right. So um, it's a no code based app. And, and what that means is that it's not in the app store yet. I'm a solo founder and um, I'd like to say I had, a, I have a team of people helping me, but I don't. Um, so I, I do everything myself. I'm, I work for tech companies in my previous life. And um, I wouldn't say that I'm, you know, um, I, I'm not a developer, but um, I, I am running the app. So what that means is that so when you log into the app, it's it's a, you know, it's a web link. It's it's bookmark. You can save it to your home screen, just like an app, um, an app in the app store. And so when you log into the app, you'll see tiles of um, dogs. And so you can click on any of those dogs. And there's there's a couple of things, main things, the pledging is the main thing that we want you to do. Um, and so you can scroll down, you read the dog's story and you can scroll down and there's a button that says pledge to help me. And when you hit that button, we just get your name and the amount of money that you wanna pledge for that dog. Why is this good? Because when that dog gets rescued, let's be happy, a happy outcome. When that dog gets rescued, I personally notify you by email that, you know, hey, Zeus has been rescued. Here's a you know link to the freedom picture, uh, the freedom post, which is very important. I can talk about that. And then I provide you with um, where uh, the rescues payment details to honor your pledge. And it's great because rescues, you know, they really appreciate it. Can you imagine it's an, a huge administrative task to go through all, all the posts, um, you know, to try to find all these, you know, pledges made in comments. So it's great um, for, for, for rescue groups in particular and for pledgers, because I'm a pledger myself. And prior to developing my app, I had created a spreadsheet of all the dogs I pledged for. So, you know, it's not like when you share a dog, you know, the next day what's happened to the dog. It takes time, as you rightly said earlier, it mm -hmm. takes time to rescue mm -hmm. just one dog. Mm -hmm. So I was losing track of the dogs I was pledging for. And mm -hmm. so, you know, that you get notified, you know, month, six weeks down the road, and you think, did I pledge for that dog? And then I was going back to my spreadsheet, and, and it's crazy. So my app is effectively cool. bringing... Yeah, I totally get it. Yeah. So, so I'm, you know, every time... So there's there's pledging, and you can also add dogs as well. Um, and what that does is that, that helps me um, to populate the app. And it also, you know, um, rescue groups are, are now starting to use the app as well. They're adding dogs that they're looking, potentially looking at rescuing, which is great for them. And then they can start, a, I guess, a, a, a crowdfunder is how I would describe it to people who really don't know, you know, how, how the whole pledging thing works. But effectively, every dog that's added on my app, I share on Instagram, but on the app, they basically have their own crowd, crowdfunding, I guess profile if you want to say if you know it's kind of a different way to describe it yeah um and so yeah it's great and when that dog gets rescued I update the status of the dog on the app so someone can come they can look and go oh that's wonderful Zeus has been rescued now I can try to help another dog so people like that yeah yeah I bet they have a lot of time and it, it makes them feel well, and they technically are because of your app. They're more up on what's going on, more aware. They know what happened with the dog. Um, and that that would encourage future pledging. I could totally see that. Now, just on the flip side, because that's so me. Sure. Um, <laughs> would a rescue go 
to this app and see which dogs have the highest pledge and then maybe be swayed to have you ever found that happen where they oh that one's got the most money so i'm going to just take the dog that has the most potential pledges or not potential pledges they are pledges yeah um i don't necessarily know what a rescue is thinking when they come to the app but the rescues that i interact with and i'm growing my list of rescue groups um in my arsenal if you will and in kind of helping each other is that they just basically check the app to see if the dog um has and has any pledges because some of these dogs let's let you know are sadly are our medical dogs um you know people just can't afford you know we can get into that the reasons why people have spread their animals but you know, um, for the most part, uh, you know, it's it's just checking to see if the dog has any pledges because I mean, you know, it's not like you know a lot of rescues that I work with they don't necessarily care about the pledges. They just want to get the dog out and safe. But it helps. It's a bit of a bonus if they can go. Okay, we've got you know four or five hundred dollars in pledges on on the Pet Pardon app. That that's great. We could you know so so the dog is still in the shelter at this point. So when you say why people surrender, you're talking that the dogs on your app aren't still with the people, they're in the shelter. And then the the pledges go to either a permanent adopter, but more commonly a registered rescue. The pledges never go to an adopter. Okay. That's just, just sort of the protocol that's in place. Um, and and it's, it's valid. It's a valid question. I get asked that question. Um, I have people messaging me saying, Hey, you know, I, I rescued Zeus. Let's just use Zeus again. I rest, or excuse me, I adopted Zeus. Um, can I get the pledges? And I just politely say, no pledges are for the rescue groups. I'm not making this rule up. It's just a, an unwritten rule in the community that the um the rescue groups get the pledge money. That's not so to the say rescue a, group that Zeus was in or the shelter. So we have three in my mind. Let's just clarify this. We have sure. a shelter and then we have, and this is, I think also uh, most people who listen to this know, but I'm Canadian. So That's okay. uh, yep. when we say rescue, yeah, of course it's okay. When we say rescue <laughs> shelter, <laughs> I know you're kidding because you, you're a Canadian I'm girl. Canadian. Yeah, I know. Um, so shelter, just because we're talking to people all over sure. the world here. So when you say shelter, uh, versus rescue. Are you talking, um, if you want to clarify that shelter being sure. government, more governments like an SPCA or a humane society versus an NGO? Yeah. So shelters are, um, so they're, they're, we sometimes use the word pounds. I think over um, in Europe, UK, Europe, I think the word pound is used. So it's, it's a, okay. it's a pound. Um, and the shelters definitely, um, I wouldn't say definitely, but they're like the big, the big, you know, humane society and ASPCA, those are something different. Um, so a, a shelter, okay. yeah. A sh and that's where it's interesting. Cause sometimes I provide some confusion for people when they're donating, like, oh, I donated to you already. And the, the rescue group's like, but you donated to the humane society and we're nothing to do with humane society. So shelters yes. are a place where. Um, a person, sadly, if they can't keep their dog, they can go down to their local, you know, shelter in South Carolina, you know, a lot of the small rural, rural com, uh, cities in the US have them. Canada has shelters as well. Um, but, you know, it's just think of it as a, a place 
where um, a person, if they can't keep their animal, they, they bring them to this place where there's kennels and the dog stays there, you know, until the dog can get adopted happily, hopefully. And then rescue groups are groups, um, I classify them as, you know, people that uh, a lot of people have, you know, another full-time job that run a rescue. Um, and so if I had the time, I would run a rescue. And so basically it's uh, like, think of like yourself or any other animal lover. It's a 501c3, which is what is a, a charitable organization in the U.S. And they have a rescue group and they are partnered with their local shelter um, to or not. pull dogs or not. But generally, if you're not partnered, okay. you can't pull dogs from there. And oh, then, I, thought, yeah, I didn't let you finish your sentence. So they're not, yeah, always, they're okay. not partnered as in financially or on the books they partner with them so they can they can get the dogs yeah they call them right. rescue partners or adoption yeah. partners because right. yeah it can be a bit confusing because when a rescue group wants to save a dog it's called a commitment to adopt which is obviously a private citizen can adopt a dog i don't want to get too confusing in the language so hopefully yeah, i've explained no. the difference between shelters and rescues yeah. Um, but yeah. And they and they all do it a little differently. But I think just getting back to your original point, which was really yeah. interesting about the, the the pledges do not go to the adopter. So it would they automatically be transferred back to the last place of residency of the dog? No. So if the dog doesn't get rescued, those those pledges don't no, go No, but anywhere. the dogs if the dog gets adopted. Sure. Yeah. Let's say yeah. To uh, uh, so here the dog is sitting somewhere. Yeah. In a rescue or in a shelter, and then the dog gets. Well, I guess it would be a shelter. But let's say the dog's in a shelter. The dog gets pledges. Yeah. But. The dog gets privately adopted as opposed to, going to um, what you know a, a rescue where it would go for the, the dog, for example, would probably go to a foster home. Right. Yep. So, and they would keep that dog until adopted as opposed to euthanizing that dog. But let's say the dog's still back in the shelter and gets privately adopted. Now we have pledges for this dog and the dog's privately adopted. Or are you saying that that shelter would never privately adopt that dog because they're a shelter, so they they are open for adoptions? Okay. Where would that money go? There's a few things. So just to clarify, every single um, dog that I share on Instagram, and I am starting to do it on Twitter, um, that I list on my app, they're in shelters. Okay. So effectively, I'm trying to get that dog out of the shelter. So one way to do it is through the pledging incentivizes a rescue group. Now, we get down to, yes, shelters adopt out dogs. They make money on adoption fees. Yeah. And, and of course, with any dog that gets rescued that there's pledges for, the shelter, there's that, the shelter's not in that equation. So, and if also if that dog gets privately adopted and there's pledges, that then I don't notify people because I, I I'll, sometimes I'll send out an email and go, hey, you know what? Just letting you know, Zeus was privately adopted. Thanks for your thanks for your pledge. You know, if you want to move it to a different dog. Yeah. OK, so either they move it to a different dog or they get their money back. Well, the thing is, is I'm not actually taking it's just a, um, I'm just there taking it 
that's what you're getting. You're taking Sorry, in I the promise yeah. to pledge. You're taking in the promise yeah. to pledge so, if the dog yeah. goes to. Okay. I don't take any money up front because okay. um, in case that dog. There you go. Well, okay. let's, be, let's be happy. Then let yeah. that dog gets adopted. Um, you know, then then I just what do I do with that money? Right. Okay, so this totally I don't want to be holding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally, yeah. So I'm just basically tracking the person's, um, you know, promise to, you know, to give this money to a rescue group, basically. So I'm right. just kind of harnessing what's already going on and getting people instead of putting in the open comments and and I'm alleviating that um, step of having to to sort of track down the people in the comments on social media by just having them come to my app to pledge. They don't have to worry about it. Um, the dog gets rescued I let them know I send them freedom pictures all that kind of stuff so that they know the dog's safe and then the payment details and then they pledge directly you know they pay the rescue group directly so I'm just kind of like you know I'm just harnessing the tracking if you will for now yeah and tracking is important I find with with statistics, that's probably the the least statistics that are provided is what happens to the dog after the dog leaves the shelter. So not only does this encourage pledging and encourage uh, private rescues to take dogs and allow them to pro by providing them with resources to do so, but it also does act as a follow-up on a dog once they leave a shelter too. So it's just got many benefits. I think it yeah. started because simply out of you pledging a lot and sort of wondering what, what happened to that dog, where, <laughs> and you have a marketing background, communications background, and you're very organized when it comes to uh, paperwork and stats and all this. And if you of all people were finding it confusing, this is definitely a solution that I can, can, can see making things very helpful for people that want to be involved that way. Yeah. And it's, it's exciting because, and I'm kind of jumping ahead to, to what's coming up and I don't want to, you know, but um, one of, one of the things is, you know, we, we want to help rescue groups. Um, you know, we're, we're, we want to, we're another place where rescue groups can, can, you know, secure donations from. So it's in their best interest. And a lot of rescue groups are very good, and I don't know where they find the time, but are very good of updating, you know, what's going on with the dog. You know, the fosters, there's lots of, you know, foster pages of, hey, you know, here's Zeus, he's in the foster home, he's doing really great. And it helps get that dog adopted um, into the forever home. And it's a wonderful cycle. So I like to try to, you know, I'm harnessing sort of the, the cycle from the beginning to the end. But I have to, you know, obviously work with people to do that. But that to me is the most important thing. Like even when I pledge, I still pledge. I want to know what's going on with that dog. And so um, it's just nice to see the the whole life cycle of the dog. And then, you know, the rescue group by providing, you know, updates on the dog, people feel great and 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 have a great feeling about I helped save that dog. And and it's and it's lovely. I get people emailing all the time. Like this is such. I I love your emails because I always know the dogs. You know, one of the dogs I've touched for has been rescued. You know, oh, that's so um, cool. You know, it, so awesome. it's it's nice. We we all know the the sad side to it, but it's it's you know we've got to kind of take the wins when we get them, and and that's you know Absolutely. we can't save everyone. So yeah, that's really so that the immediate connection you have. So if we were to move forward and say 
who would you want to reach out to you? It's you, you make connections with rescues more so than shelters or both. Yeah. So, so interesting about the shelters. So um, I, you know, I, when I say worked with, I mean, you know, I'll get asked to share, I get asked to share a lot of dogs and I try my best to share them all. And some of them have, you know, like they give very little time, um, sadly to, to, you know, some, a dog was fine yesterday and today they just had 85 dogs come in and they have to just decide which dogs need to get out. So um, I work with a lot of shelter volunteers and shelter volunteers are my heroes because they're the ones that go in. um, They take the videos, they spend the time when they're allowed to, um, to take the dogs out. They provide the notes about the dogs and it's very important. And, and if, you know, they obviously can't test with children or cats at shelters, but they can take them, you know, there's some, it's called um, play groups for life. I think it is. And, and it's this initiative in LA where um, there's a group of, you know, trainers that will go in to shelters and take a bunch of dogs out in, into the play yard and, you know, to see how they are with other dogs, and that kind of thing. And they provide really essential notes for potential adopters um you know for rescue groups of course rescue groups want to make sure they they know the dog that's coming in under their care um it's you know volunteers are yeah i it's heartbreaking and i'll tell you i give them a lot of credit because some of the dogs you know they see them one day and they're gone the next you know it's it's yeah. it's sad so so they're my true heroes they're the ones that take these amazing videos and and these, these are the people that are getting these dogs seen and saved. And so I'm happy to work alongside of them to share the dog. And then again, I add the dog to the app. Um, I keep them updated on if there's any pledges. And, you know, it's important information. Again, pledging is just one part of the equation. But, um, and to to your point earlier, you know, I don't, any of the rescues I work with, you know, pledging is just a small is a part of the equation and and they're not pulling dogs for the money but I know what you're getting at um but yeah you know it's important to know like you know are there pledges you know because there's some dogs sadly that are being surrendered right now because people are losing their homes and they just can't afford you know it's food you know roof over my head or or feed the dog you know um so sadly there there really is the whole dogs in the shelter system is really a, a long your your solution works at the back end for lack of a better term when the dog yeah. leaves yay because the goal leaves yeah. the shelter alive <laughs> which is great what i do more so is prevention of the dog going in yeah right so when we start to look at that as a whole it gets to a super big topic <laughs> yeah but yes why people surrender and where that dog goes, I think, are the two uh, very lowest st- statistics. And they may they may say why the people surrender, but it's really, you know, that can get it's a whole other topic. But that can yeah, get the a owner little, owner surrender yeah. notes. I'm I'm on uh, quite a few of the um you know the the rest uh, excuse me the shelter um, rescue coordinators will send out shelter pleas for dogs that they are that are in jeopardy of being euthanized for space and um or medical dogs and and so it's you know it's i see some of the surrender notes and i just sit there and i mean it's 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 what they're provided with to you know it's the questionnaire it's it's something that 
it's it's quite outdated. I think they try to streamline the questions across. But I mean, not all the shelters work together. Like in LA, there's city shelters and county shelters. So there's six or seven under each of those. And they're kind of run differently. <laughs> and so the surrender notes yeah. are, you know, I, we don't want to get into that topic because it, yeah. you know, I see some ridiculous, you know, reasons. But, you know, there's some very valid reasons. Like, again, you, you know, you're losing your home. P and vet, vets are expensive. So, but, but the thing I like about what you're doing is, you know, let's keep, the dogs out of the shelter in the first place and I get approached I do get approached um you know we I get emails from people saying look you know my you know my dad my dad passed away and I can't keep the dog can you help me network the dog I will keep the dog as long as you yes. know until the dog we can get the dog placed somewhere which is amazing and not have to surrender it to you know the shelter and I'm starting to see more of that and that's something that um, you know, a friend of mine, she's, uh, excuse me, live in Minnesota. She's just moved to another state. And that's something that she's working um, with an organization. I wish I could remember it so I could plug it. Um, but I'll, I'll follow up. Um, I'll do a post about it. But yeah. Um, yeah, so she's working with the organization for that very thing to keep them out, you know, to, to help mm -hmm. owners keep their pets. And, and, you know, if there's other, other alternatives out there, and that's, that's something that, you know, it's one thing to educate um, about the overpopulation in the shelters, but let's let's start educating and compiling information for people, resources for people to keep their animals. Um, you know, there's quite a few great uh, platforms out there that, um, you know, if, you know, Waggle, I'm going to plug Waggle. I love Waggle. Waggle is basically uh, a platform whereby if you um, unexpectedly have, you know, Say your dog got out and got hit by a car you can't predict that and you just you know the vet bills five thousand dollars you can you can write to waggle and say look you know and that money goes directly to the vet so it's a bit quite a bit different than just anybody doing a gofundme where they could you know sadly make up a story about a dog and get all this kind of money because it's very emotive so anyhow i'm kind of going off on a tangent here and i don't yeah, need to but no. but yeah but no. but keeping it's, it's keeping all, animals yeah. under the shelters would is wonderful and something that you know, it's it's happening, but not on as big of a scale as as I'd like, or probably you would like, or anyone would like. So, yeah, yeah, and there's lots of I think solutions that are not tapped into, just due to resources and time, or just the way certain shelter systems are set up that they're just not interested or not just going down that road. They just perceive killing as a solution. Yeah, and it just and, is what it is, and it's what they do. Yeah. Um, so that's why when other people come along that have solutions on their own, that's what that is. What's so great? So I, I will follow up with you on that organization that is working to prevent surrender because that again we need we need solutions that work with these systems, but not necessarily creating more work for these systems. Yeah. That's they work outside point. of it. Right. Because they, they yeah. will shut down as soon as they have any inclination <laughs> that it's going to be more work or more time or create more resources for them or any other amount of problems. So if we can have solutions that, that uh, we can work with them, but not creating more work for them. And that's exactly what your product does on the on the back end 
So when you're starting to create these relationships or you have created these relationships with these shelters and rescues, is that what is that what you're looking for? More of them to reach out to you to say, hey, can we start connecting with you when we need these these? And also, yeah. so yeah, let's start with that. So is that yeah. I mean, obviously yeah. you want people to to get on your app who are willing to pledge, but then are you also looking for uh, the organizations who currently have the, the dog under their care to reach out to you and, and make some connections as well? Yeah, I'm, I'm always, you know, one of the things, you know, again, power of social media is, you know, I will share um, a freedom post of a dog to say, hey, you know, these guys just took this dog and it's, you know, got a lot of vet bills now. They didn't realize the dog had more more medical problems than, you know, than they were told, which happens a lot. So I'll share a post um, to say, hey, you know, and, and, I, and I do, um, you know, I'll add that dog to the app as well. So it's just it's not just the dogs um, that need to get out of the shelter, but I am starting to add, excuse me, um, dogs that are under the rescues care to help them um, get donations that way as well. Um, shelter, again, the shelter volunteers are sort of my sweet spot. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, and again, I, I'm all about reaching out. And if I share a dog, the person will DM me and say thank you or whatever it is. So there's a, you know, there's, there's, quite a few individuals of uh, that are that are part of the network there's pledgers there's adopters there's you know obviously rescue groups um, and um, and you know fosters are, are very important as well I also um, want people to understand that you know um, it's to reach out to their local rescue group and see if you know they can adopt one of their dogs from their rescue it's not you know yes it's wonderful to go to a shelter but what we're seeing is, um, you know, the point that some of the rescues that I'm I'm working with, they're like, come and adopt or foster a dog that we know. Some of them have had the dogs under their care for, you know, it takes time to get the right adopter um, to 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 take one of the dogs from a rescue group. So, you know, reach out to your local rescue organization and and say, hey, do you need any help? Even volunteering with them will help them. But, you know, try adopting a dog because it's sort of like, you know, the dog that they know, right? And, and you know, dogs need to decompress and we can, you know, we've talked at length about, you know, dogs in shelters and this is where you come in, you can help alleviate any of the issues that the dog will have. But, you know, a lot of people that haven't fostered before are afraid to, to take, you know, foster a dog out of a shelter and you don't know what the dog's going to be like out of the shelter. So, um, you know, go to your local rescue group and, and, you know, see how you can help or adopt one of their dogs. Um, but that is interesting. Cause you were saying about how the, some of the shelters do have these trainers that give better assessments or some assessments, which vary in uh, <laughs> how accurate yeah. they are, or sometimes what they do is, is, uh, they do provide an accurate assessment, but they don't necessarily provide a solution to it. So, right, you know, this dog is, you know, so what, dog reactive when you or, read, yeah. see these posts, yeah. you know, it's can't be in a home with dogs, can't be in a home with cats. Well, let's address some of those issues so that the chances of a, a rescue taking the dog or an adopter increase because we're decreasing those number of uh, behavioral issues. So you also talked about veterinarian and health issues, which 
you know, that's if we can address some of those issues before going, uh, you, which is mostly purely money. But even if it's a foster, you have to have a foster that's willing to take in a dog that might need medication every four hours or might be separate yeah. from exactly. other dogs in their house due to health reasons or maybe ones without a bazillion stairs or things like that. So it, it, the less that we can have of those restrictions, whether they're behavioral or health related, increases the chances. And so there, again, if your money is going to either one of those, and I totally agree on the foster. So I work a lot with independent rescues and with their fosters. And what happens is once these fosters start to learn and really uh, dive into working with these adolescent dogs, which is what I work with, I'll see the same fosters because they, then that dog can now go to say a new, a newer, a newer foster or an right, adopter, right. obviously adopter would be the best thing, but let's say, like you said, they're just for some reason, but now that foster, that original one that I worked with can then take a difficult dog, a challenging dog from the shelter, one that they're having a hard time working with because that foster can now take in the difficult where the newer fosters, oh, well, that dog's been in a foster for a while and is, you know, has had these issues over, you know, had them addressed. So there is a big system here that does require resources. And, and just to, to say where we're going with all this, as far as pledging, is that dog that let's call him Zeus. <laughs> he's yeah. now gone from the shelter to a, to the first foster and then to the next foster. He's being fed every day, right? And he's being potentially have medication, perhaps not. But, you know, there is money that's, in, that's included. That dog needs to be fed. And, and um, so the pledge is even if they're only $5, they're helping because that, that dog could be $5 worth of food a day. And it just allows that dog to be you know, happily in a foster until the right adopter comes along. Yeah, exactly. And, and so, um, you know, obviously the, the, the money um, helps the rescues do that, but, you know, just to focus a little bit on the fosters, um, you know, uh, fosters, people are emotive. So I, I deal with people all the time who are very well intended and will say, I can foster, I will foster this dog and the dog's got, you know, I'm looking at my watch, you know, two hours left and you think okay great and so you reach out to the person and and more often than not the person just isn't doesn't follow through which is really sad and it's a real it's a real risk obviously for a rescue group and and it happens all too often as well as that someone will say they will foster a dog and then the dog gets out in and safe with the rescue group and then they just give up after a day oh the dog's you know whatever, you know, the dog peed on the floor or something like that. And it's like, you need to take the time to deal with that. So I didn't, I don't want to focus too much on, you know, people not being good fosters, but I want to focus on how important fosters are to rescue groups. And I want people to understand that, um, you know, fostering for a week isn't long enough for any dog that I've ever been a part of, you know, helping to get out of the shelter um, to get them into their forever home. Um, so, you know, when you want to foster, um, it's at least a three month commitment. And, and to your point earlier about, you know, a, um, recidivist foster is those are the ones that the rescues want. They want an experienced 
foster who, you know, will, will take a dog in and then it's like, get them placed um, and then take the next one because um, fosters are really, really tough to find right now. And, you know, people just aren't adopting or fostering um, animals right now. And it's, it's just, I, again, I started out by saying, I haven't seen it this bad and it's just, you know, I, I read a stat the other day, um, one of the shelters in, in LA, I always use LA because I, I, I do not work a lot of California, dogs from California, but Texas is just as bad as well in Florida. But, um, you know, 392 dogs are, you know, there, but they only have 245 kennels, you know, like they're doubling up um, on dogs in, in the kennels. So it's just, there's just not enough, you know, it's just, it's, again, I just, I'm, I'm flabbergasted at, at the state of things. Um, I don't think we can rescue our way out of this. Um, even if, you know, uh, every person took four dogs under their care, I don't think we'd still, I think we'd still have an overabundance of dogs and animals needing homes. So, um, yeah, so I'm, you know, my, my message from that is, is, you know, foster if you can, it's easier said than done. Um, but you know, fostering or just, yeah. And as far as I think there's a few things. One, yeah, we have talked about the three month, which I don't agree with. I think when you go to foster, uh, it's okay to say, hey, we're going on vacation this week, which is, you sure. know, three months from now. So they're tell the tell the rescue in advance. Yeah. But don't put a time limit. You might have that dog eight months, but to you might have that thing. I mean, my my program when fosters take in dogs is very different than the three day, three week, three month, which I think has deterred fosters from taking dogs because they think, oh, this is what's going to happen. I'm not going to bond for this. You know, mine is a completely different program and works. um, I mean, dogs are dogs and still it's never a great. uh, That's my dog playing with her toy. (laughs) That in the background. Um, (laughs) Part of this. uh, Yeah. What dogs do is, is all okay on this show. So, um, yeah, it's more just not having any, any time and just knowing how to work with the, you know, whether you're a puppy person or, you know, I work with some fosters who really love the pregnant dogs and they're really, um, that's what they like to take in. The whole whelping and all that. Yeah. Yeah. The whole (laughs) whelping and all that. Uh, And then others like the old seniors and others. So it's a matter of not being so regimented. I find the three day, three week, three month has been very regimented and has, um, that's not to say you you shouldn't be patient. And it's not to say that you shouldn't expect things to go differently than you think they will and to be open-minded and and to be, um, you know, to have that, that patience that we need. But it also is not always. Oh, sure. And, you know, we we can't be, we cannot be pedantic about, you know, in three days, you're going to see this, like dogs are sentient, they have their own personalities, um, as we know. Some come just come in and they're immediately. Yeah. Yeah. And in my program works more off of a a four day, 10 day, three week. Right. And then the dog and even before that, sometimes they can be adopted. It just depends on the situation and depends on how well the, the rescue knows the dog and depends a lot on how the rescue is run as well. Um, yeah. There's a lot of factors in there, but yeah. Um, I was going to ask you one more thing. Oh, I think that some of the listeners might be interested in, 
you did explain very well, and I know you very well. So I know that this is a lot to do with passion and your heart and, and reward. And it's very rewarding. And it also comes from solving a problem that you were having just personally. Is there, do you make any money off this? I do not. You do not. I'm, I'm, I'm self-funding. Um, and right now I'm, I'm not generating any revenue. Um, you know, there's places I'm going to take the next version of the app, which I'm working on. Um, but that takes money. Um, so, you know, tech is tech. It's, you know, it's, it's not just a, you know, uh, you have to keep iterating, um, an app especially. And, you know, you also have to kind of, you know, one thing that you, you can't do is I get people messaging me all the time. Oh, you know, can, can you do this? Can you implement this feature? And, you know, it's sort of like, well, that's nice for you, but I don't <laughs> think it's going to have a larger appeal. So I'm, you know, my, the marketing in me, the marketeer in me is, um, you know, I've got surveys running and that, that kind of thing. And I can take all the feedback I want and, and, you know, try to determine what people want is, is, is tricky, but, um, you know, not, not to be self-righteous or anything but I mean I'm part of the community and and I you know I kind of know the features I want but is it a feature that everybody wants um but anyway going on a tangent here but yeah no I'm not I'm not making any money right now so um that's hopefully going to change this year um but you know it's just it will all go towards you know saving more animals um and you know my contribution is you know I can't be I'm not you know a rescue group I'm not on the ground um, so my contribution is, you know, harnessing and, and collecting pledges for, for the, um, the rescue groups. So, um, you know, just to kind of expand but a again, little bit. You on never my, handle my or have those pledges in your bank account. So no, absolutely not. No, so, yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. So it's an interesting system. It's a really, it's really innovative and very creative and impressive. And it is, I can see it uh, benefiting from multi, multiple, well, it has, it's proven to benefit from multiple different directions. Yeah. And that, that's the one thing. Thank you. And the one I'm, I'm, I'm quite proud of, um, you know, acquiring and, and re retaining users. And, and, and what I mean by that, of course, you know, the, the main reason why I created the app was for the pledging. And so when I talk to investors, that's what I say. My MVP, my minimal viable product, is to prove that people will uh, pledge through a third-party app. And people are doing that. So I've got people, I call them my pledgers. And, you know, we email separately now just, just to say hi and that kind of thing. So it's a real community. And it, it's just something that, um, you know, I'm trying to build, uh, you know, a community of people that, kind of crowdfund the, you know, crowdsource information on my app. And, and eventually I'd like people to sort of, um, you know, update, update animals for me on the app. Cause I mean, there's, there's so many. And so that's where the volunteers come in is that um, I don't update an app or excuse me, I don't update the app with rescued or anything else until I get that message from the volunteer group. So it's a whole thing and it's nice. And then I know, then they send me freedom pictures and, and they'll post, you know, it, it, it's nice. People want to see the dog get out of the shelter. May have, you know, it's called freedom, freedom video. And so um, it's, it's nice for people to see that their money has gone to saving that animal. It's a real community feel, which is what I'm trying to get at. And so, 
um, yeah, and that's when I know, you know, it's okay for me to let people know the dog's been rescued and, you know, I'll follow up with the rescue group and, you know, to see they've got that, you know, the dog posted on their, their page and it's What's tough. your response I mean, from the rescue yeah. group? Like, let's say the shelter, um, there's a dog in a shelter and there's pledges and the dog goes to a rescue group that shelter could not know that rescue group could not have a relationship with them and you could not. Um, How have you found their response? I mean, obviously you have great relationships with lots. I'm the same. I have great relationships with lots of rescues, but then I'll have a, a client or working with a dog that comes from a rescue that I, I never had a relationship with. And sometimes, you know, yeah, I just, you know, for me, it's a nice touch point. Um, uh, you know, I'll, if it's a, there's, there's been some new rescues on the scene this past year. And so, um, you know, like, I'll make sure that, you know, they're, I'll do some due diligence on the rescue group, you know, um, you have to be registered with the IRS. So there's, there's a bit of work that happens. Um, not to say that, you know, I'm not gonna, if there's a fine line and I, you know, uh, you know what I'm getting at. So I, I kind of look up the rescue group, how active they are. And if they're more active on Facebook, I will go on Facebook and message them on there. I, Facebook's a different animal for me, not to be funny. Um, so I stick <laughs> to Instagram, but so it's when a dog gets rescued, um, again, I'll kind of like check out the rescue groups, social media presence. I'll check their website, that kind of thing. And then I'll reach out to them and say, you know, hey, thanks for, you know, let's use Zeus again. Um, thanks for rescuing Zeus. Um, my name's, you know, my name's Cheryl. I have an app that tracks pledges. Um, we, you know, we had shared Zeus and we we have, you know, X amount of pledges for him. And, you know, we've updated our pledgers. You know, we've notified our pledgers and updated you as the rescue group. Thank you very much for rescuing him. And I would say, depending on how big the rescue group is, like there's some really big rescue groups that have, you know, a hundred tens of thousands of followers, I'm sure they get lots of messages. So, you know, I I don't get too upset if they don't come back to me right away. But I would say for the most part, um, you know, eight, nine out of 10, so grateful and and lovely and say thank you. Considering you're giving them money or you're an an avenue for giving them money. Yeah. 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 So. And then would they, I guess, depend, like you said, it depends on the rescue and they're all different, but some are going to keep in touch with you more or recognize that you're out there and, and, and some are. Well, some, the next time you come along with another dog that they took, you know. Yeah. And some, some, um, you know, there's, there's a, you know, I, I network uh, dogs in Florida and, and as well. So I network dogs all over the U S. Um, but you know, there's, uh, anyway, there's quite a few dogs everywhere. And so there's some rescue groups in Florida. I actually was approached by a volunteer by one of the, um, at one of the shelters in, in Florida, in Miami to say, Hey, can you help us? We, you know, we need some, we need some extra eyes on the dogs and we need some help with pledges. So it's been wonderful. And, and I'm very flattered. And so I've been, you know, sort That's of good. In, yeah. in the know and working behind the scenes with them and, and sharing the dog and that kind of thing. And, and so, yeah, the rescues, you know, they're very, they're very grateful and they'll come back now to say, look, we, you know, the foster fell through or we need a new foster or whatever it is. Um, can you share, 
can you share, you know, Maggie that was we rescued a month ago, you know, circumstances change, that's fine. Or I just, you know, I'm also helping them network the dogs that are under their rescue that need to be adopted. So um, it's nice. It's, it's, you know, it's, it started out as, um, you know, helping getting the dogs under the shelter. And now there's that, again, that whole life cycle. Of the dog. Down the, yeah. yeah. And it, and it's nice. So that's kind of where I'm expanding um, into and, you know, the next version of the app will, um, you know, showcase the rescue dogs and, and the dogs under the rescue's care, that kind of thing. And again, it's just, I, I want them to have, you know, reputable rescues have a, I want them to have another place where they can, you know, um, talk about themselves and, and, and have another place where people can donate money. And, and so that's my main goal is, is to help, help, help them, you know, save more. It it is such a journey. I mean, some of these dogs have, have come in contact. It was actually an, an article that I wrote. Oh my goodness. I think 15 or 20 years ago, just about the the journey of some of these dogs where they start, how many people by the time they get to their forever home have helped them. Yeah. And we're talking about people that have never met them, right? So you start with a dog on the street. I I used street dogs in Mexico, free roaming dogs, right from the people that would go and, and feed them, whether just out the back of a restaurant or maybe it was a, a rescue group that would go around in their their you know vehicle yeah, yeah. and go to these different dogs that knew to came come to a certain spot at a certain day, and then from there, uh, some of these dogs would go to the the vet and then go to a, a a rescue in Mexico and then different fosters and then a transport person, the transport person from the foster to the airport, and then you might have a flight. Uh, uh, you know, someone who takes the dog on the flight, but is not affiliated at all with it. They're just a a tourist on a vacation. And then there's someone else that picks them up at the other end of the airport, at the other end of the flight in the new airport. And then they drive them to their next new foster might be another foster. And then finally, and then you might have a veterinarian there and you might have dog daycare or a walker, um, you know, pet care. There could be, uh, behaviorist, trainer, you know, all sorts of different things that work with this dog. And then in the new home, it's, it's amazing when you think about it, there's just, it is actually, it is quite incredible dog has, and then we get the dog in the home and people are all of a sudden, Oh, it'll be three months until your dog's used to people. That dog saw more people helping and loving that dog. (laughs) More people than you see at your last dinner party, you know? So don't underestimate these dogs. They've, they've been through a lot, but that doesn't necessarily mean they're traumatized or stressed. They are just, so you're a person. Yeah. You're a person that comes and, you know, yeah, I can go to the dog park. Sure. It's a dog park. There's a bunch of dogs. They just came from the street where lots of dogs were running around. They would fight with every dog. You know, so I think it's sometimes yeah. it's yes, it was a big journey, but it wasn't it wasn't necessarily creating trauma. It depends on the dog, it depends on a lot of yeah. factors. But when you think about it that way, you know, with each individual dog, um, how they perceive that journey is it's their own journey. And there was a lot to it. Yeah. And, it, so. you know, there's a lot that goes behind the scenes to rescue just one dog. <laughs> yes, exactly. And you are such a big part of that. And I'm so thankful that you could uh, join us on the Solutionist show on All About Animals Radio. And we 
Yeah, I mean, obviously everything is pet pardon, but go ahead and uh, you said you're mostly Instagram. So is that pet pardon? Yeah, it's um, at pet pardon. Um, we're on Facebook as well. It's 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 pet pardon as well. It's the pet pardon app. Twitter. Um, it's it's amazing to me. Um, well, I don't know why it should be amazing to social media, but there's an incredible group of people on Twitter that save a lot of dogs. Yeah. And so it's just, um, I, I'm very selective which which dogs because I don't like just sharing a dog and not updating what's happened to the dog. But yeah, Twitter, it's, it's Pet Pardon as well. Um, if anyone wants to reach out to me, you can email me at um, info at pet-pardon.com. Um, but yeah, join join me, share, follow, um, you know. LinkedIn, um, we're, we're getting a little bit of a presence there. Um, trying trying to stay, you know, it's, it's uh, I try to do more educational things on LinkedIn. Um, you know, love love reading your posts, and it's just it, it's a, a nice community on there as well. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I'm very open. Perfect. My DMs always open, and so um, you know, if anyone You're wants awesome. to get involved, um, if they, anyone wants to invest, um, you know, yep, uh, yep. you can let, say that louder. Anyone who wants to let, invest, <laughs> <laughs> let me know. And um, yeah, anyone who wants to to help, I'm I'm happy. Or anyone has any questions about anything animal welfare related. Yes, I, I um, can verify Cheryl is always very open and very uh, open and honest and great to talk to and lots of info, well-educated, knowledgeable. So thank you so much for joining us and all her, uh, the links to Pet Pardon, et cetera, will be in our show notes. Thank you so Wonderful. much. And thanks to all our listeners and for supporting. And if you can share this episode and also Hop on to All About Animals Radio and check out some of the other shows that are there with some great hosts and great guests. Thank you so much. Thanks, Billy. Thanks for having me.